Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the live, my friend. Yais, I think is your name. I'm just going to be on here for probably 30 or 40 minutes answering questions. I have six that I've pulled from my TikTok comments. A lot of people leave comments or excuse me, leave questions in the comment section. So I'm going to answer those and any other questions I see here in the feed. I was thinking about waiting a couple minutes to get started, but it seems like it's just me and you, my friend. So I'm going to get started anyway. This is being recorded, so I'll post it on the YouTube channel later. You feel me? All right. But if you do have a question or a comment, go ahead. Let me know. Leave it in the comment section. I'll get to it. So, A-H-M underscore A-B-D-U-L-H-I. I'm Abduli. Sorry if I pronounced that correctly. He or she is asking, or their comment is, I love to speak English at the same time. I don't have a partner to practice with and I'm a shy person, bro. Help me or give me advice. Thanks. I hear this comment. It seems like once a week, man. A lot of people complain about not having a partner to speak with or being too shy to do language exchanges and stuff like that. But listen, man, you got so many resources available to you for free on the Internet. There's no excuses for not having a language exchange partner and practicing your English every day. There's just no excuse, man. There's no excuse. You can use free apps like HelloTalk or Tandem or OmiTV or Omegle. You can now join the Life in English Discord server for free. Join the server and practice your English with us, man. Now it's mainly text channels and we got audio channels for the Patreon supporters. So check that out too. But the point is, I just named five or six platforms that you can use for free to find somebody to speak English with. Now the second half of your question is do I have advice for you to get over your shyness? Because a lot of people say they're too shy or too timid or too afraid to start a conversation or practice English with real people. And as far as advice, I mean, the only thing I can really give you is what worked for me, which is just ignore the anxiety, ignore the fear of rejection, because that's really all it is, right? You're afraid of your ego getting hurt. When somebody rejects you or ignores your message or doesn't respond or doesn't understand you or makes fun of your accent or whatever, a bunch of, there are a bunch of irrational things that run through our mind when we're afraid to like just speak a foreign language or just speak to people in general, right? But I think you really just have to do it. And the more you do it, you see like it's just talking to people. And some days you have really good days where you're confident and let's say relatively extroverted and you're making conversation and other days it's like you feel like you can't talk, but that's normal. And that's why you just have to do it again and again and again and again, because if you do it one time every week, you have one chance to practice and improve. But if you do it every day, you know, for months, 
you just increase the chance that you have more good days than bad days. Right? So getting over your shyness is really just a question of choosing not to let the shyness hold you hostage or, you know, keep you prisoner or stop you from just talking to people. It's just a choice you have to make. And then the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then you're talking to people all the time. People think you're extroverted, but you're not. You just practiced talking to people so much that now you can do it just like tying your shoes or brushing your teeth or whatever it is. It's a skill that you just have to practice. Shyness is not an excuse. I used to be a very shy person and I'm not the best communicator in the world, but I've improved my communication skills just by communicating with people. That's it. There's podcasts about the subject. Books have been written about it. YouTube videos. There's no excuses. There's resources out there if you really want them. Just got to look for them. So those are my recommendations to you, my friend. Shout out to everybody watching live on TikTok right now. For those of y'all that have just arrived, this is Coffee with Kaizen, a live stream question and answer session. So leave your questions in the comments section below. This is being recorded and I will post it on YouTube later as well, just in case you want to watch the whole thing. So now that I've answered my first question, let me go through these comments right here. It would be really cool if I had an assistant sitting right here, just reading the comments so I could read them faster and answer them faster. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. Do you have any advice for not sounding like an accent when it's... Ah, okay. So do you have any advice for losing my accent or speaking without an accent in English? I don't have any advice. I'm just going to give you my opinion, my friend. What's your name? Chi... Chilesa? Chilesa Zoo? Sorry if I said your name wrong. But my advice for accents, my thoughts on accents. Somebody just asked me this the other day. Accents don't matter, bro. They are not important. There's a difference between bad pronunciation and having an accent. And a lot of people who have accents think that they're terrible English speakers, even though they have good pronunciation. You know, I have an accent. People from California have a particular accent. People from New York have a particular accent. People from Florida, Northern Florida and Southern Florida have different accents, but we all speak English and we all understand each other. So it's not your accent that's important. It's your pronunciation. So if you have poor pronunciation and you, I literally can't understand the words you're saying, that's one thing. But if I can understand you and you just pronounce the words differently than me, then you have an accent. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, I do understand maybe if you work at a call center or some professional position, you want to sound like a native, you want to sound professional, and you don't want people focused on the way you sound, you want them focused on what you're saying. I totally get that. But practice, bro, I mean, I don't know what else to say. just have to practice. But there's a difference between poor pronunciation and having an accent. And there's nothing wrong with having an accent. Everybody has an accent, depending on who you ask, right? So... That's what I think. Can I join Miss Naziha? Yes, you can. Join the Discord server, please. Click the link in my bio. Join the Discord server, and you can speak to me live here if you want. I'll probably be here for 20 or 30 more minutes trying to answer these questions. Do you work at Amazon? Nah, I did in the past. I like your observational skills, man. That's why I'm wearing the shirt. Great company from a consumer perspective. Not the best company from an employee perspective. In my experience, um, yeah, they got to improve the working conditions up there, up there at Amazon. That's all I'll say about that. Now, let me get back to these questions. The next one, M-C-H-E-D-L-O-8 on TikTok says, can you please make a video about how to pronounce these words, please? Here are the three words. I'm going to spell them before I say them. And let's see how you guys pronounce these words. The first one. W-E-A-R. How would you pronounce that word? I would say wear. W-E-A-R is pronounced wear. Like I am wearing a great t-shirt. I'm wearing a baseball cap or a hat. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm wearing headphones. Wear. Air. Like fresh air. Same sound. Air and wear. The second word. W-H-E-R. How would you pronounce that word? It's the same sound. We say where. W-H-E-R-E is also where. 
just like the first word. Two words spelled completely differently and they sound exactly the same. We say them exactly the same. So you might be asking, well, how do I know which one I'm hearing when somebody says where? You got to use the context. It's all about context. But they sound exactly the same. Exactly the same. Okay. Third word, W-E-R-E. Were. Not where, but were. W-E-R-E is pronounced were. Like her and sure and burr. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so the first two, where and where, the third one is were. One is air, one is er. That's the difference. All right, Rasta OG on TikTok wants me to explain the meaning of the word barely. Let me know in the comments on TikTok. And somebody, Gonzo, is telling me to speak more slowly. Sorry, I didn't notice how fast I was speaking. I'm just excited to be here, man. That's all. But I'm going to slow it down for you, my friend. So, Rasta OG wants me to explain the word barely. And I pulled it up on the internet just to save time. Got the dictionary definitions here, but I'm going to give you guys some examples. Because it's a important word, right? We use it pretty often. So the word barely, in its essence, actually just means almost not. Maybe that sounds strange hearing it, but almost not. When I say that, let me give you an example. Um, let's imagine we're trying to make it to a soccer game by a particular time. The soccer game starts at 8 p.m. And we leave the house at like 7.50. And we're trying to make it on time. We don't have much time to make it there. So we're speeding. Boom, boom, speeding down the street. Trying to arrive at the soccer game on time. Which means before the game starts. We do not want to be late. And we're speeding. And we finally arrive at 7.59. And we have 60 seconds to get from our car to our seats and watch kickoff. If we do that. And we arrive at the seats on time, not late. Just, you know, almost late, but not late. We can say, damn, we barely made it. We barely made it on time, which means we almost did not make it on time. Almost not. It was close, barely, just just barely. Almost not on time, but we were, which means we were barely on time. Let me know in the comments if that makes any sense. Because when I hear myself explaining the English word, it goes back into my English brain. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But please let me know. <laughs> let me know if that makes sense. Um, let me see. some. I, there were some other examples on here I wanted to share. Um, ah, okay. So let's imagine that rent in your city is extremely expensive. Sticking with the word barely. That's what I'm explaining right now. Let's imagine that rent is $2,000 a month in your city and you make, you know, $2,100 a month, depending on the month. Sometimes it's a little more, sometimes it's a little less. You can be talking to your friends about the price of living in your city and say, man, I have to work two jobs just to pay rent and that's barely enough. I barely make enough to pay rent, which means I almost do not make enough, right? If I lose one of my jobs, I won't be able to pay rent. I have to work two, you know, full-time jobs, and I still can barely pay. I make just enough, just above the requirement. You see what I'm saying? Just barely, almost not. Let me know if that makes sense. Somebody, please. I barely got it. (laughs) I understand. I barely speak Spanish. Exactly. See, you guys are getting it. I'm good. Or I'm not good. I'm glad somebody understood. So that's barely. That's the meaning of barely. If you got any more questions, leave them on Discord or something like that. All right, let me move on to the next question. Actually, before I do that, let me read some of these comments and questions here. Best wishes from Spain. Shout out to Spain. Hey yo, what's up, Ricardo Flores? What's up, man? Ricardo, what's up, my boy? Uh, can you verify my English? Please speak slow. Okay, 
So I see a bunch of comments. Much love to everybody leaving comments saying what's up, being here for the live stream. This will be on YouTube once I finish recording it. YouTube.com slash life in English. The only place you really need to be if you want to learn real English with real people. But let's continue. That was question number three. All right, number four. Now we're getting into the complicated stuff. The stuff that's difficult to explain in basic English or plain English. Y-L-L-W-Z-U-G-A on TikTok asked me if I could explain by the way and anyway. What is the difference between these two? One is a phrase and one is a word, I guess. But what's the difference between them? I looked at like three or four different websites. It's funny because like as English speakers, we all understand these phrases and we know when to use them and things like that. But when we try to explain the logic behind it, when we try to explain what it really means, we all try to explain it in different ways. We all get the concept, but we understand it in different ways. That's why it's important to ask questions to more than one person. If you have a question about English, ask three English teachers, not one. Because I see it a certain way, but somebody from you know, a different neighborhood or state or country might explain it to you in a completely different way. They think about it in a different way. You know? So you might be able to see the same concept from different perspectives and verify the information you're getting. You know? Trust, but verify. That's the motto. Anyway, what's the difference between by the way and anyway? Let's start with by the way. By the way is used in a couple of different ways, and I'm going to be saying the word way a lot. I can feel it. Now, by the way, used to introduce a new subject to be considered or to give further information. What does that mean? I'm not sure if that was uh, clear to you. So let me try to explain it a little more clearly. By the way, let's imagine we're having a conversation about, I don't know, our plans for this weekend. And I say, what are you doing this weekend? And you say, I don't know, I'm going to go to the park, play soccer, read a book, whatever. You're doing these things. And I say, oh, that's cool. You know, I hope you have fun. Enjoy your weekend. Oh, and by the way, can you take me to the airport next week? So hopefully you can see. We started by talking about plans for the weekend. I say, oh, that's cool. But now I want to introduce a completely different subject, something that has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. So what are your plans for this weekend? Oh, cool. Yeah, that's great. Oh, and by the way, can you take me to the airport next week? So it's our way of introducing this. It's like saying, hey, I know this is completely unrelated to what we're talking about right now, but I want to bring it up right now. I want to talk about it right now, even though it's not related to what we were just talking about. That's when we say, by the way. Hopefully that makes sense. Another example. Let's imagine that we are... At a party, this is a good example. When you're at a party, you're meeting a bunch of different people. You might just start a random conversation with a random person at a party. You say, man, this is some good music, right? And you guys start talking about the music. And you're talking for 20 minutes about different artists and the beats and the melodies. And suddenly, you realize, I don't even know this person's name. This person doesn't know my name. We never introduced ourselves to each other, right? So you can be talking and say, oh, by the way, I'm Tony, right? We're talking about music and artists and melodies. Oh, and by the way, this completely unrelated thing that I want to tell you about now, by the way, this is my name. What's your name? We've been talking all this time. I don't even know your name, right? So those are two examples of how we use the phrase, by the way, to introduce something that is completely unrelated to the current topic of discussion. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Now, anyway, different word. Anyway is also used in multiple ways, but I'm going to try to explain the the basics and then I can go deeper if you guys want me to. But anyway, it's also used to change, you know, how can I? Let me look at uh, some examples here because I know I found some earlier. It'll be easier with ready-made examples. I can tell you actually off the top of the head one way that we use anyway all the time. And that's when you want to return to a topic of discussion. A lot of times, if you get interrupted, 
or somebody brings up something completely unrelated, but you want to get back to the topic of discussion, you can say anyway. So, for example, um, think of a good example. I don't know. Imagine you're eating lunch with your friends and you're talking about how you want to take this trip to Spain this summer. So you're talking about all your plans, you know, things that might go right, things might go wrong, places you want to see. And your friend is like, yeah, but you know, you're going to get kidnapped when you go over there. I said that a little fast. Let me repeat it. You're talking about your plans for going to Spain and your friend who's the pessimist or the negative one says, yeah, but you'll probably get kidnapped over there. You know, they kidnap people over there. Something negative and completely unrelated that doesn't help you in any way. You can pause because they've interrupted you with something not irrelevant, but unnecessary. And you can say anyway, like I was saying, and then you continue talking. So hopefully you can see in that case, somebody has interrupted me saying something that doesn't add to what I was talking about. And I want to get back to what I was talking about. I could say anyway. Let And then you continue, you know, that's one way we use that word. It's just like, OK, well, getting back to the subject and you have to remember, it depends on how you say it, too, because, you know, the tone of your voice and the look on your face will communicate more than just the words that you say. You know what I mean? Anyway, como sea. Nice. All right, cool. So that's one way. Uh, let me make sure I'm not missing anything important. Oh, yeah, this is another good way to use it. So the dictionary says it's used to give a more important reason for something that you are saying. But I think that'll become clear when I think of a good example. Actually, yeah, I was just, my nephew was over here this weekend and we were talking about food something like that. And I had made some lunch for myself and it was coxinha. He had never seen it before. He doesn't, or he didn't know what it was. It was a Brazilian food. And he looks at it and he says, is that potatoes or something? And I said, no, it's chicken. Do you want to try some? Would you like to try it? Would you like to taste it? Would you like to eat a piece and discover the flavor? That's what I mean. And he said, no, I'm fine. Anyways, I have pizza. And another way you could say that is, I have pizza anyway. It's the same thing, just in case you were wondering. And what he's saying is, like, no, I don't want that. And a, like a reason, a reason that adds to my lack of desire for that is the fact that I have pizza. Right? It's like, even if I were hungry and did want something to eat, I have pizza. And that's why I don't need your chicken. It's like, I don't want that, and I have pizza anyway. So if I do get hungry, I'm going to eat my pizza, not your chicken. Please let me know if that makes sense. <laughs> it's so much harder to explain than I thought, actually. But that is how we use it. you know. So that's the difference between by the way and anyway. That's the basic difference, because there are different contexts that I could explain other ways to use these words, exceptions to all the rules. But if I try to do that, we'll be here for an hour and a half. So there you go. How can I be comfortable when I talk English, which is my second language? How can you be more comfortable when you speak in English? Just speak English more. That would be my recommendation, because the more you do something, the more comfortable you are doing it, like driving a car. You might be nervous at first when you're 15 or 16 or whatever age you start driving in your country and you feel insecure because it's like you get the concept, but you don't have the experience. So you're like, shit, I kind of know what I'm supposed to do, but I've never done it before. So you feel nervous. But after like three or four days, three or four months, especially three or four years, you get in the car and you drive like just like walking downstairs. It's just normal to you. So the way to get comfortable doing something is just doing it all the time. The same That's the same reason you're comfortable speaking in your native language, because you just do it all the time. You don't think about it, you know? So if I were you, that's how I would get more comfortable doing something, is just doing it all the time. That's it. Uh, how to pronounce this word? 
All right, I'm going to spell the word, then pronounce it. S-T-I-N-G-Y. This is a good one. How would you pronounce that word? I would pronounce it stingy. Stingy. Now, you could understandably think that the word is stingy, because if you remove the Y from that word, it's sting. S-T-I-N-G is sting. So you add the Y, is stingy, right? Because cling plus Y is clingy. But sting plus Y, I don't think stingy is a word, to be honest. I don't think that's a word. But I'm double checking to make sure I'm not telling you some bullshit. Because that would be unprofessional, wouldn't it? Hang on. Let me just make sure stingy is not a word. I've never heard somebody say stingy before. Stingy. Stingy. There you go. S-T-I-N-G-Y is, in fact, stingy. Stingy, like Benji or Benzi. Benzo. Lorenzo. (laughs) But yeah, and just for anybody who doesn't know, stingy means unwilling to give or spend. It's the opposite of generous. So somebody who is generous is very giving. They give a lot. Money, their time, their energy, whatever it is, they give a lot. They're very generous. The opposite of that, the antonym of or to stingy. Yeah, crazy, I don't know. The antonym to stingy, I would say naturally, but I'm going to verify that. Anyway, the opposite of um, generous is stingy. It's somebody who never gives anything. Notice I said anything. I wouldn't say never gives nothing because never is negative. Not ever. Never gives anything. Not never gives nothing. A lot of people would say that. I would probably say that if I wasn't thinking about the words I was choosing. Naturally, I would say never gives nothing to nobody. Like a triple negative. (laughs) And we talk like that, but technically you shouldn't say never gives anything. A stingy person. Makes me happy watching you. I understand all that you say. Could you speak sometime about business? Who is this? What a lovely comment. I'm First of all, I'm glad you can understand. I, I'm trying to speak slower because I was told that I was speaking too fast. Lise, not uncle, 79. What's up to you? I'm glad you can understand. Uh, one quick correction. You should say, I understand everything you say. Not all you say in this case. Um, Could you speak sometime about business? I would love to. It's one of my favorite subjects. Fascinated by business. So definitely, if you could be more specific, that would be helpful. But um, yes, I love talking about business. If you want to talk about business, join the Discord server and let's talk about it, man. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For anybody watching that doesn't know, you can click the first link in my bio on all my social platforms. Join our Discord server. Come practice your English with us. Make some friends, you know, and have a good time. That's where I'm going to be after this live stream. Chatting with the homies on Discord. So anyway, shout out to you, Liz. Where are you from? I'm from everywhere, man. Switzerland, New York, Paris, New Zealand, Angola. I'm from everywhere. I was born in Virginia Beach, Virginia. But when I was three, I moved to California, spent the first half of my life there, and then the second half of my life in Georgia. And I spent like almost two years in Texas, somewhere in there. So I say I'm from California, but I haven't lived there for like five years. 
six years. So from the U.S., man. I have seen some people use the verb ing for the future. Is it correct? I don't know what you mean exactly because you can use the ing form of verbs in the future, the gerund form. Like, I will be running. I'm talking about the future. So, if that's what you're asking, then yeah. But we wouldn't say, I will running or I'm going to running. Because the verb to be doesn't come before that verb. So you have to be in order to use the ing. You have to be running, right? I am running. We are running. I'm using the verb to be before that verb. To, to refer to something I'm doing, I am doing in the present moment. But you can't say I will be doing something in the future. Yes, you can. Uh, all right. Have you ever felt alone? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you or you're, I'm laughing at the question because I wasn't expecting it. Have you ever felt alone? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Nothing wrong with that. I think you uh, should spend time alone. You don't need people around you all the time. Yeah. That can actually be a bad thing. Now, being alone all the time obviously isn't good either, but um, nothing wrong with feeling alone. I think when you feel alone, you have the opportunity to learn how to walk with yourself. You know, a lot of people aren't walking with themselves. They're trying to walk with other people or following someone else's footsteps, but they won't just be with themselves and walk their own path. A lot of people are afraid to do that. So there's nothing wrong with being alone, man. Sometimes you need to be alone to just figure shit out. No distractions. You know? Sometimes you need to sit by yourself to realize, like, I could go deep into that. I won't do that now. This is about English, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, yes, I have felt alone. And I think a lot of people do from time to time. Nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. Let me try to get to the new comments. Hi, pal. Greetings from Costa Rica. What's up, my friend? What's the correct pronunciation of this word? Woof. A-S-S-E-S-S-M-E-N-T. How would you pronounce that word? I would say assessment. 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 Yes. The verb form of this word is assess. Just in case you were wondering, I'm going to assess your skills. Or after you finish this assessment, I will review your performance or whatever, you know. So, yeah. Watching from Haiti. Shout out to you, my friend. W.E.B. Louis. What's up, man? Do you speak Spanish? On a good day. Yeah, I like to think so. I understand it very well, but I haven't spoken too much in the past couple of years. So a lot of stuff I learned, I've forgotten. But my Portuguese is so good. And it's close enough to Spanish that when I hear Spanish, I understand like 95%. But speaking is something different. How many languages do you speak? Um, Four. English, Spanish, Portuguese, and real shit. No, I'm just kidding. English, Spanish, and Portuguese. That's it. Uh, okay. I think that's it. Nope, that's not it. Just a few more came in. I'm difficult to understand some words, and I'm already advanced. It's difficult for me to understand some words, and I'm already advanced. I mean, it's not a question, so I don't really know how to respond, but I'll say it's normal. Like, English is my first language, and I'm listening to some people sometimes, and I don't understand the words, either because of the way they're pronouncing them or because I don't know the meaning of that word is it's no big deal if you said it yourself if you know you're advanced i mean it's not like you're gonna know everything all the time english is my first language and i learn shit about my first language like all the time so don't feel bad the learning process never stops hopefully if you're doing it right it'll never stop it'll never end let's say wendy from dominican republic shout out to you wendy what's up 
MNOO30. MNOO. How do y'all think of these screen names, man? What's up, my friend? Welcome to the live. I'm actually about to go in a second. I don't even know how long we've been here. Camera already shut off once. Hoping it doesn't shut off again. So those were all the questions I had. I'm I'm not even going to close that. This live stream will be available on YouTube at some point in the near future. Just in case you guys arrived late and didn't get to see the whole thing or hear the whole thing. And I promise next time I'll prepare better um, before I go live. I'm going to actually really think about the answers to the questions so I can answer them clearly and quickly. You know, because I feel like some of the questions weren't answered to the best of my ability. And that makes me sad. You know. Hey, can I ask you a question about a C1 test? You can, but I cannot guarantee that I'll have the answers. I don't even know what a C1 test means. I guess you're referring to the English levels, but yeah, fire away, man. And when just for anybody listening, when I say fire away, that's an informal way of telling somebody to start asking questions. Like before an interview starts, a press conference or something like that, the person who's being interviewed can say fire away, and that means get started start asking questions cool how you doing bro i want to be your student how thank you for asking my friend you can join the discord server click the link in my bio um, or visit lifeinenglish.net for more information you can shoot me a dm on instagram not tiktok on instagram and we can have a conversation there um any of those things will get you in direct contact with me and uh, I'll give you some more information. But yeah, click the link in the bio, man. Join the Discord. Você é o melhor. Thank you, my friend. What's your name? Sapien Clara. I'm going to just start saying thank you. If your name is not your screen name, it's going to be hard to say it correctly. Y'all should know that. Eu aprendo muito com você. That's what's up, man. I'm glad you're learning a lot. Bro, I was working in the call center, but they... Fired me, but can you please give me an advice to improve my listening? Yes, I can. I actually have some advice for you. If you want to improve your English comprehension, it's a very simple process. It's just going to take time and energy and attention to detail on your part. That's it. So the same way you did with your first language, you're going to do it with your second or third or whatever language English is for you. Podcasts are great because it's just people talking. If you're watching a movie, they're just more distractions. It's more entertaining because of the story and the, you know, the visual aspect of it. But if you want to train your brain to understand spoken English, you have to listen to people speaking English on a regular basis. That's it. And the cool thing about podcasts and audio files is you can listen to them at normal speed or half speed, 1.25 times the speed or twice the speed. It's up to you. You get to choose. So you can listen to the same audio. It could be five minutes just so you don't get tired. A five-minute audio clip again and again and again until you can understand every single word. Write down the words that you hear. And this is why most people don't do it because it takes time, effort, and energy to sit down, ignore the distraction of your phone or the YouTube video or your favorite movie or whatever, and just study, like actually study. Sit down and listen to the audio and write what you hear. Listen again and again and again. And take note, this is the attention to detail part, taking note of what you're actually hearing. Where is this person from? What's their age? What do they look like? What's their ethnicity and cultural background? How do those things influence the way that they sound when they speak? Why are they choosing that word specifically instead of this one? Stuff like that, you know, paying attention to connected speech. There are hundreds of videos about connected speech on YouTube, blog articles as well. Anything related to English, you can find information about it on the internet so getting back to your question the comprehension part comes from listening that's it and having real conversations with real people as well so that you can practice not just listening but speaking interacting in the, the purest most natural way which is with real people you know so listen to podcasts or audiobooks which is essentially the same thing you know just again 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 every day every single day Read transcripts so that you can actually see the word on the paper and hear how it sounds. Because English, obviously, is 
a language that's based on multiple languages. So the spelling is different from the pronunciation a lot of times. So being able to read what you are hearing and associate the word with the sound is extremely important in English. You know, that's why I produced the podcast and now we're doing street interviews so you can hear how real people actually talk. And once we have a catalog, a long list of videos that you can watch, you'll have hours and hours and hours of content just listening to real people speak real English. And the more you do that, the easier it gets to understand it. It's just a process that takes time and energy. So that would be my advice to you if you're trying to improve your listening skills. Just listen more and get access to the transcript and get access to a real person that can explain the things that you don't understand. Nice and simple. So I hope that helps. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Life in English. You can search for Life in English on YouTube or go to youtube.com slash life in English. In an opinion essay, can I use the on one hand and on the another hand structure? I understand your question. You're saying if I'm writing an essay giving my opinion, can I use the phrase on one hand and on the other hand? You certainly can. Yeah, if you're expressing your opinion. I'm not sure I understand your question, though. But the structure is on one hand, you have this point. On the other, not the another. We don't say that. On the other hand, you have this point. So on one side or one hand, you have this perspective or point of view or argument. On the other hand, the opposing side, you have an opposing idea, perspective or argument. Right? Like talking, giving your opinion about gun laws in your country. On one hand, I believe people should have the right to protect themselves. On the other hand, it should not be so easy for psychopaths to buy guns. Two, you know, almost opposing points of view. You're saying, you know, people should have the right, but they shouldn't. It's like you're in the middle. On one hand, I can see it from this perspective. And on the other, I can see it from that perspective. I'm sure you get the point. So hopefully that answers your question. I just want to say thank you because your videos are helping me a lot. That's what's up, Bella Bella. I'm glad to know that. Uh, I'm trying to improve my English, but I feel shy to speak with other people. I won't answer that again be- or respond to that again because I touched on that at the beginning of the live. So check it out on YouTube. I won't say the same thing twice because I talked for like five or ten minutes about that. You don't You don't want me to do that again. So anyway. Shyness is something you can get over. It's, you know, it only stops you if you let it. I'll just say that. Shyness is not an excuse. You don't have to be shy if you don't want to. You can choose to be like, hey, shyness, fuck you, and just not be shy. Just be more outgoing. Make the first move. Speak first. Introduce yourself. Don't wait for them to make a move or start a conversation or acknowledge you, you make the first move. Be more assertive. You know what I'm saying? Go after what you want because it's not going to come to you. Just fucking sitting there waiting for it. Like, damn, I hope somebody will realize I want to have a conversation and they'll come over here and speak to me and start the conversation. That's not the mentality. That's not the right mentality. You need to say, damn, I want somebody to talk to. Damn, look at all these people. Let me go talk to them. That's the mentality. Switch that mentality. I guarantee you'll see better results. I'm Tony Kaizen, and I approve this message. Could you do more videos like the one you did with Everyone Hates Chris explaining expressions? I certainly could. The problem is when I try to use TV series or movies on YouTube, they block them a lot of times because it's copyrighted content. It's somebody else's content. And a lot of times they block the video and it can't be seen anywhere or it gets demonetized or whatever so i definitely can but i wouldn't be able to put most of them on youtube i would have to share those on the patreon page so maybe in the future we'll see uh, i think love your content bro you rock maurizio what's up man i appreciate your words do you smoke grass <laughs> Do you smoke grass? What you know about grass, bro? For anybody listening, if somebody asks you, 
do you smoke grass? Don't be confused. Because grass is that green stuff out in our front lawn or on a soccer field, a football field, that green stuff that grows from the earth. That's grass. But it's also slang for marijuana, for weed, for chronic, for bud, for the sticky, icky, icky, if you know what I'm saying. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I used to smoke a lot of grass, like a lot of grass. But these days, nah, not too much. I'm not against it, but um, it's hard to be, it's hard to produce or perform at the highest level smoking grass all the time, in my opinion. But yeah, I'm not against it, you know. It's cool. I love you from Libya. Shout out to you, man. I love you back. Uh, What's up? Shout out to Portugal, também. Do you speak Portuguese? I do. Uh, how do we use this, that, those, and these? It's funny. I was planning on answering that in the next live. I got so many questions that I can answer for you guys. So I'm going to try to do these live streams every other week. We'll see how that goes. But to answer your question, this, that, these, and those. Without preparing my answer, I'm going to try to explain it concisely. This is a word that we use to refer to a singular object, typically one in our possession or one that's close to us, like this in my hand. This is a can of Red Bull, by the way. Watermelon flavor, one of my favorites. But this is a can. This. I'm using that word to refer to the individual object in my possession. This thing. So, make sure everybody can see this. Oh, hold on. Cut back on. There we go. So this is a can. That is a microphone. So we typically use the word that also to refer to singular objects, but something that's not in our possession, something that's further away or farther away from us. Like this thing is close to me. That thing over there is still a singular object, but it's a distance away. It's not in my possession. You know, so this here, that there. That's the way you can think about it. This right here and that over there in the distance. And it's the same for these and those. It's just this is for individual things, singular things. Oh, hold on. Singular things. And that is for plural thing. Or excuse me, <laughs> these. I'm fucking up my explanation. Let me start over. This, singular. These is plural. So you have this finger or these fingers. Singular, plural, this, these. And you have that person over there, that person, singular, or those four people, plural, same thing, that, singular, those, plural. This or these is typically in my possession or close by, right here. That or those is typically over there at a distance, not in my possession, different from what we were already talking about, different from this. Because if it were the same, I would say these, they're of the same kind. But this is one thing, and that is another thing, a different thing. Did that make sense? Am I making any sense here? Let me know, guys. All right. I appreciate you. I understand. Cool. Y'all don't know how good that makes me feel, man. When I try to explain something, and at the end of it, I'm like, shit. Did that even make sense? And you say, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, let's do that. How did you learn English so well? Christina. Christina is my first language, so don't give me any compliments or praise. I didn't do this shit on purpose. I was just born here. <laughs> so, yeah, it's my first my first language. All right, cool. Bro, you are the best. All love. Much love to you, too, my friend. I'm going to get out of here, y'all. But like I said, I recorded most of this live. I got to figure out why my camera keeps shutting off. That's not cool. But I recorded most of the live, and it'll be on YouTube. You know, if you want to check it out later, listen to this again. Like I said, this is Coffee with Kaizen, the live question and answer session. So I'm going to put a page on my website, lifeinenglish.net. Where you guys can go and just leave your questions. So that way I can have all your guys' questions 
in one place. Or you can leave your questions on Discord. And then I can just go through and answer question after question after question. I think it'll be easier. And uh, a better viewing experience or listening experience too. So yeah. Uh, Hot tea or cold tea? Cold tea. Yeah, iced tea for sure. Sweet iced tea. Sweet iced tea from the south, man. I know a lot of people in other countries don't do this, but here in the south of the USA, it's really common for us to drink iced tea, and we make it sweet. Add lots of sugar, and it's delicious, man. Some sweet southern iced tea on a Sunday morning. Goddamn. I highly recommend it. But to answer your question, yeah, cold tea. Hot tea is cool. I just, you know, I prefer cold drinks in general, so. Do you have a Facebook page? Yes, I do. Facebook.com, I believe, slash Life in English. But don't quote me on that. But if you go to my website, lifeinenglish.net, on that page, the home page, there's a button to go to my Facebook page. We're adding new content to the page as we speak. So there you go. All right, y'all. I'm about to get out of here. Like I said, youtube.com slash lifeinenglish, lifeinenglish.net. Check out the Life in English podcast if you have not already the videos on the YouTube channel and join our discord server, man. Come make some friends and practice your English with us. If not next week, I'll try to do this live stream again the week after next week. All right. Noelia, Noelia. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Shout out to you. Thanks for being here, but all right, y'all I'm about to go. Hopefully you enjoyed the live. Keep asking your questions. I'll try to answer them all when I get a chance and uh, enjoy your weekend as well. And I'll see you when I see you. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 